First up, we've waited a long time for Canada's new Indo-Pacific strategy, essentially a blueprint on how this country will live, work, and trade with that increasingly important, crucial part of the world, a game plan for diversifying and deepening trade in that region. Today, the Foreign Affairs Minister, Melanie Jolie, provided a hint of what to expect, specifically on China, adopting a more critical tone than we've heard before, or at least recently, despite the very real threat of retaliation from the world's second largest economy, calling out China as an increasingly disruptive global power. In a speech this morning in Toronto, Jolie said Ottawa can work with Beijing on topics like climate change, but says China is undermining global security, trade and human rights. She said that means it's time to find other partners to work with too. China is an increasingly disruptive global power. It seeks to shape the global environment into one that is more permissive for interests and values that increasingly depart from ours. What I would like to say to Canadians doing business in and with China, you need to be clear-eyed. The decision you take as business people are your own. One wonders what she means like that, because I don't imagine any business here does business with China unless they are clear-eyed about it. But uh, we'll get into that. Jolie says Ottawa will train diplomats to become China experts as China takes a more cautious approach to that country. You would hope they were already doing that, but I imagine that might be something worth noting. And she says Canada will also uh, unveil the long-awaited Indo-Pacific strategy. This was not the unveiling. They're going to do that within a month. Uh, which brings us right into the holidays, which is a weird time to do it. Uh, They also vowed they will boost efforts to fight meddling by foreign powers in Canadian affairs. We talked a few nights ago about a Sam Cooper, a global news story about allegations of widespread foreign meddling in Canadian democracy, including funding the campaigns of 11 candidates in the 2019 federal election by China. We'll get into that as well. What does Beijing think of all of this? Well, this week, the state-run English language paper there, the Global Times, uh, which is really uh, a mouthpiece for the rest of the world to read, uh, says that Ottawa is essentially doing Washington's bidding here and uh, will be sorry. Joining me now with more on this is Gordon Holden. He's the Director Emeritus of the China Institute and a political science professor at the University of Alberta. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome back. It's a pleasure. Thank you, man. So what did you make of, of what was said today? It didn't feel all that groundbreaking, but the, uh, Melanie Jolie certainly used terms that we hadn't heard in a while. No, I, I think those terms are, are rather new. They haven't been heard in terms of Canada-China relations since probably the 50-plus years we've had relations with China. But on the other hand, I've seen some pretty clear signs in private conversations with government officials in Global Affairs Canada and elsewhere, but also in actions taken by the, the Canadian government. That cooling has been in place. So I think this is the policy framework for policies that in de facto on the ground have already shifted. Yeah, we saw the withdrawal or at least um, some rethinking about licenses for allowing Chinese companies to take over uh, precious uh, rare earth companies in this country uh, last week. I guess we've been seeing a drip drip of it. Where do you think, you know, where do you think the, the is this about uh, aligning with Washington? Was this about the two Michaels or has it been a sort of a steady awakening about what exactly China might be up to here? I think it's probably all of the above. I was in Washington myself last week and spoke to the State Department and other uh, U.S. administration officials. And clearly they're on a have been for a longer time on a, a trajectory towards a harder line with China. I don't think they've that's fully run through. There's a bipartisan consensus in in Washington to be tough on China. So I think we are 
to that extent, falling into line with some of our allies, such as Australia, the UK, and certainly the US. Yeah, I mean, China will clearly not be happy about this. They've already made that clear. Uh, should we brace for a reaction? What What will China's reaction be to this, do you think? I don't think we're going to see a, I could be wrong, of course, I've been wrong many times. I don't think we're going to see a uh, commercial reaction or a, a pushback. I think what they'll what we're really seeing will be for the Chinese a reconfirmation that we are in the Western camp, we are with our our U.S. allies, and that the any expectation they might have had of a quick thaw. They've been making friendly noises over the last year, well since the release of the Madame Meng Wanzhou and the two Michaels, um, attempting to warm the relationship. But I think on the Canadian side, at least, and I think to some extent on the Chinese side, there's been such an erosion of trust and confidence, and in the Canadian public and the media, that any any shift towards a, uh, a closer relationship was uh, was basically off the table. This is really a public, uh, I would argue, a public expression of private thinking within government that's been in that place for a couple of years. Now, we had heard that behind the scenes there was quite a bit of... Um quite a fight over this Indo-Pacific strategy, at least the approach to China, that as always, you know, there are many people of many different minds about how one should approach China these days. And that was playing itself out in the background as this uh, policy has been put together. We got a little bit of a hint of what it might look like today. Uh, were you hearing that as well? Yes, absolutely. When you have a, a substantive rethink in policy terms, you know for sure you're going to have squabbles between departments. You've got departments whose job is boosting foreign trade. You've got departments such as CSIS, whose job is, is corralling spies, um, D&D, which has a defense to let out. So you, you, there's obviously, there clearly are different agendas for different departments, and that all has to be somehow melded into a, a consistent policy. And even, of course, within government, there are differing points of view. This has taken quite a while. I think the bureaucracy has been working on this for obviously a couple of years. And I think that the political masters have now got themselves comfortable with a set of, of policies. I think Madame Jolie did a pretty good job of delivering them. But the, the detail is going to come rolling out, um, I think, fairly soon. I would not be surprised if it happens during the visit of the, uh, of the leadership abroad for these Asian summits which are coming up near the end of the month. Yeah, it would make sense to do this before December and everyone's, you know, Ottawa becomes a bit of a ghost town about December the 1st, right? So it'd be a good idea to maybe put that out there before the holidays. Is there any risk here? Uh, and I noticed that the, the, the language that Melanie Jolie was using, she wasn't mentioning, uh, you know, friendshoring or decoupling or some of those other terms we've heard of late. Um, but is there any risk here that in, uh, in looking at the politics of this and looking at the public opinion of this, that there is a danger that um, that we'll be abandoning a business relationship that makes more sense. And that's just playing devil's advocate. But, you know, I lived in China, obviously, and China, is, as you well know, is a multifaceted place, right? It is not just Xi Jinping and the Communist Party. There are many different things going on. And part of that is business dealings, which have been left alone for a while, but feels like less so now. Yeah, good point. And uh, uh, as you know very well, having, having China experience yourself, when people say the Chinese, my instant thought to myself is, who are they talking about? Is it the party? Is it the people in the street who didn't choose their government? Is it the the business group? Is it the military? So, yes, it's a complicated place. And we are almost uniquely among Western countries deeply dependent on foreign trade. 
far more so than the United States, uh, far more so even than China. So our prosperity hinges on exports, and it is China is our number two export destination. It's fine to say we should not buy so many things from China, but would Canadian canola producers or pork producers or aircraft producers be able to say, well, let's not bother with the China market. It's just too big to ignore. So there's the, the rub, how to be tough when necessary to China and yet still benefit from their economic activity in that, in that huge country. State actors from around the world, whether it's China or others, uh, are continuing uh, to play uh, aggressive games uh, with our institutions, with our democracies, and that's uh, why we are uh, creating new tools to ensure that we are able uh, to deal with uh, more threats uh, in the future. That was the Prime Minister earlier this week uh, responding to a report from Global News' Sam Cooper. We had him on the show on Monday uh, that Canadian intelligence officials had warned the Prime Minister that China had allegedly been targeting Canada with a vast campaign of foreign interference uh, that uh, it involved transfers of funds, clandestine transfers of funds, to at least 11 federal election candidates um, during the 2019 federal election. Gordon Holden is with us at this uh, in this half hour. He's the Director Emeritus of the China Institute at uh, the University of Alberta. What did you make of that, sir? What did you make of the reaction? Uh, the Prime Minister seemed, I wouldn't say unalarmed, but he seemed, uh, you know, the, the language was, was tough, but it wasn't exactly um, alarmed, <laughs> which may be, maybe because he already knew, but still. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I presume he knew. Um, quite frankly, this sort of sub-rose activities are not new. They've been going on um, since we established relations with China. And quite frankly, in those days, back in 1970, there was a strong competition amongst the Taiwanese and Chinese for the hearts and minds of the Canadians of Chinese origin. That's the past. But this is, this is not new. It, it continues. It's ongoing. Um, it needs to be dealt with. Um, I have a little bit of misgivings that this came from a leak from serving CSIS officers. I have no trouble with former officers opining on what's happening. I'm a little bit leery about top-secret information leaking directly to the media. On the other hand, I'm sympathetic to people who say, well, something needed to be done and nothing is being done. We need to act. But it's a bit of a slippery slope to have leakage out of our out of a group, which are actually very tight-lipped and uh, well-guarded secrets normally from that organization. Yeah. What would you say the uh, the reason for it was? We have an Indo-Pacific uh, strategy in the ready or on almost ready. Uh, Melanie Jolie was speaking today. That was set up quite a while ago, I believe. Her speech today at the Monk at uh, the Monk School in Toronto. So why this? Why sudden? Why a sudden leak from CSIS, Do you think? Well, I think there's frustration there, from my understanding. What I know, I've dealt with that organization for many many years. Uh, of that, they are feeling is that their concerns are not being treated. Seriously enough, on the one hand, you could say that if from the point of view of a hammer, everything looks like a nail and you can't have an overall China policy just focused on the security side, but you can't ignore that either. And quite frankly, when they are engaged in undermining fundamental institutions such as democratic elections, members of parliament or or members of provincial legislature, that's um, untenable and needs to be dealt with and Hopefully that's being done. That's beyond the pale. Uh, but it ought to be in a normal fashion, in my view, dealt with by this information reaching government, then government acts. Um, that information leaks out of intelligence agencies 
is is not ideal. But that's maybe I'm being old school. Yeah. Uh, how do you solve that problem? Because it seems like it's been called out, as you pointed out, it isn't new. It's been called out before and as numerous times. Uh, there have been numerous cases over the years where China has been called out for sort of uh, operating without much uh, regard for the sovereignty of another nation. Uh, how do you stop this? Well, it's very difficult. I mean, you may have heard this analogy from me in the past. I, to me, the Chinese intelligence work is a bit like crabgrass. You pull it up out of your yard and it grows back, you pull it up again, you don't expect it's going to go away forever, and it won't. The whole purpose of these agencies that operate abroad, I mean, KGB, you could say the CIA, but I'm thinking of the KGB here as a model of quite aggressive behavior abroad, um, interfering with um, open, more open societies like our own, and it needs to be curbed. But it's these are powerful agencies, even in domestic terms in China. It's unrealistic, in my view, to expect that it's going to stop forever. You have to maintain vigilance and be ready to act against them and to to speak out publicly, but also behind the scenes to deal with the people who are dealing who are doing this. Either charge them if they're non diplomats or expel them if they're diplomats, uh, and that will at least curb it for a while. But it will come back, I guarantee you, as long as those those governments, those agencies, have a role. Um, they will continue to exercise their powers. And there's uh, there's a lot at stake for countries such as China here when it comes to uh, to uh, you know their their reach diplomatically and so on. Gordon Holden, as always, thank you for your insight on this tonight. It's a pleasure, Ben. Thank you.